0: Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect to my name,
1: Cap and j Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh, uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN One Thousand Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM One Hundred Point Three HD Two and on ESPN One Thousand Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood.
2: Good morning, everyone! Bring them out, bring them out. out,
0: Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Woo! Oh, God! Welcome in to the Kaplan J. Hood Morning Show. On ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we've got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride on this Tuesday morning. With open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. And, Cap, everywhere you look around, especially on the heels of the Super Bowl and all the way up to this Tuesday morning... People are talking about the Chicago Bears. I told you that over our shoulders with these TVs, you would think that there'd still be a lot of talk about the Kansas City Chiefs or what the San Francisco 49ers did not do. But almost as a 1A conversation, people are interested in that number one pick for the NFL draft in Chicago Bears. How amazing is this? The pick for the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears select...
2: So that's all the national shows are talking about now that the Super Bowl is over. The only, that topic, the number one pick, Justin Fields, who's getting traded, who's getting drafted, or is Kyle Shanahan a complete boob for not knowing the rules in overtime? And I was listening to, Unsportsmanlike this morning coming in, there's more and more evidence that he was unaware that the rules were different. Unaware. Okay. And that he did not have his team prepared like Andy Reid did. And then the other part of it is, can they get back there? Or are their teams kind of wallowing in the mire that could all of a sudden rise up out of the quicksand and go, well, where'd they come from? Well, guess what? One of those teams being discussed are our Chicago Bears. If they get the quarterback right and they use the number nine pick wisely and free agency dollars can fix center and maybe another piece on the O-line and a rush Ed, Can the Bears be a contender and not a pretender? I think they can. I've told you they're going to the playoffs next year.
0: Okay. The one thing that is essential for any team, as we well know, is to be able to get the quarterback position right. It's something that we talked about a lot yesterday about Patrick Mahomes and how the Kansas City Chiefs were able to mold and shape Patrick Mahomes. Of course, he's already got God-given ability as a second-generation athlete. But the point is, though, is that if you don't get the quarterback right, then, then you're sunk as a team. You and I grew up in an era in which you made sure your defense was stout if you won game 7-3, to three, that was good enough back in the day because your defense had to be strong. Your offensive line had to be strong to protect your quarterback. And the offensive line had to be strong so you could run the football 700 times, three yards in a cloud of dust at a time. That's how football used to be. If you don't get the quarterback right, the Bears or any other team can't get to the mountaintop. They can't get to the playoffs. They can't get to the big dance. They can't win the Super Bowl championship what I find fascinating, Cap, is the polarizing topic of Caleb Williams. You know, over the years, think about all the number one picks that were quarterbacks. For the most part, there was always a consensus on the quarterback position. It's like, hey, Andrew Luck can't miss. I mean, go back in time. Think about if you remember any really negative press against Andrew Luck. No. I mean, everything was... Full go, this guy is the real deal, the next Montana, the next Elway, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to Caleb Williams, there is a dividing line of Caleb Williams is good or Caleb Williams needs a lot of work. And again, beauty's in the eye of the beholder when it comes to any quarterback or any person coming into the draft. But when you hear from Merrill Hodge, for instance, and Hodge, a guy that has been around football for a long time and a former analyst for ESPN, he was on NBC talking about Caleb Williams and comparing him to Justin Fields. This is during the Super Bowl. Listen.
1: I've only watched Caleb Williams three games last year, three this year. So I'm only halfway done, okay? The one thing that I that is clear he is not special. He is not something unique like a Patrick Mahomes. And I hope the Bears don't think, well let's 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 try to make up for our mistake when we pass up Patrick Mahomes and go get the Patrick Mahomes. The kid is not Patrick Mahomes ain't even remotely close to that. It is unfair to Justin Fields. He has had new coordinator, new coordinator, new coordinator. There's no possible way you can know about your guy when you do that. It's the worst thing that can happen to any player, especially the quarterback. Now, when Justin came out, the one thing that I thought he had, he had just inexperience. He just needed more experience. He lacked that. But what I have seen in Justin Fields, from my evaluation, there's enough growth and hope there. That I would not lose. I would not let him go because I see enough there.
0: Former Bears fullback Merrill Hodge talking right there during the Super Bowl because you could hear the ambiance in the background that, on in the Radio convention, row. Right in the convention center. Yeah, yeah. So, so you could hear him on Radio Row talking about it. So the, the first part, people
1: are, are raking him over the coals with. I've only watched Caleb Williams three games last year, three this year, so I'm only halfway done, okay? So
0: he's still in the middle of his analysis. Actually, I would say that Merrill Hodge has seen more of Caleb Williams than some of our callers. No question about it.
2: But when he says, I'm only halfway done, he's got more. You're actually like a quarter of the
0: way done. Yes. Well, it's Merrill Hodge. You understand. He's been hitting the head a lot. Watched
3: six of like 30 starts. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. The best is when he goes, you can't possibly know about your guy when you do that. And I'm like, you just said you watched six games. Yeah. And you've got the gospel
0: on him. Well, well, here's the thing. I'm giving him grace because he says he has more to watch. He's He was asked a question at the time of the, during the Super Bowl, and we still have time before we get to the draft. So, look, I, I respect his opinion because he's been around football for a long time. He's been an analyst for a long time. He just hasn't done all the homework on Caleb Williams yet. And I think that he is correct that what, what the Bears could be getting is not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's, it's not, at least not at this point in time. You got to get on the field to prove who you're going to be as a quarterback. So what Hodge saying, by the way, what Hodge saying, like, "I, I still got more to go. Yeah, you do have a lot more to go. But I guess his opinion at the time, and maybe he wasn't, I don't know if he was prepared for that question, but nonetheless, he still has more to look at with Caleb Williams. So, first of all,
2: and Merrill Hodge was a good football player. He lost the tail end of his career to concussions. Yeah. I used to work with him at this station in my first foray at AM 1000 years ago. And it was right after he'd retired, and he literally couldn't, he couldn't find his way back to the hotel. He couldn't, was like, he would, you would ask him a question. We were doing a show together. He said, Can you repeat that? Because I can't concentrate because of concussions. Yeah. Many years later, he's much healthier. Thank God. He wanted Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes. He wanted RG3 over Andrew Luck. He had Justin Herbert not as a first round pick. So let's not build an altar to the quarterback analysis of Merrill Hodge. Yeah. He's a title to his opinion. Sure. But when you don't watch enough games to get a complete picture, maybe you should do that. Go back and watch the other. 18 games you haven't paid attention to. Go back and watch when that kid came in for Spencer Rattler in the Texas game at Oklahoma and led them on a massive comeback to win. He looks amazing. And there are other people far more accomplished in the scouting realm, like Daniel Jeremiah, who worked in a front office, has done this for a very, very long time, who completely disagree with your analysis of Caleb Williams.
0: I would say this, you know, when it comes to Merrill Hodge, I mean, same guy that said, I like C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young, which shows you what kind of crapshoot the NFL draft is. Look, I'm not, I'm not defending Merrill Hodge. What I'm telling you is, is that his opinion is similar to Keyshawn Johnson's opinion, which is a similar to um, current players opinion saying that, hey, I like Justin Fields, supply him with the right talent and you, you got something there. I mean, I, I think that when Meryl Hodge was saying that I, I got to watch more, if, if you're asked the question, do you, sh- you shrug your shoulders at the, the, the uh, talk show shows? Like, I don't know. Caleb Williams, I don't know. I mean, you have seen some of Caleb Williams to know whether or not he's, you know, he's any good or not. My, my whole thing is, though, is that it's a polarizing conversation i mean if you want to go after somebody go after someone that has no idea what he's talking about that
1: was the dumbest trade you could possibly make <laughs> i don't care what ryan poles tries to defend it with he should not have done that so so Dang. you, you, I mean, you want that
0: mike you want to go after somebody go after Mac- mike lombardi not uh, jumping the gun too quickly on the montez sweat acquisition by the bears it could have been a contender <laughs> daniel jeremiah was on the rich eisen show so daniel jeremiah Pours through tape, talks to a lot of people, knows what's going on in the National Football League. So the question is if Caleb Williams can blossom under Shane Waldron and the current roster for the Chicago Bears?
4: Well, I think there's still, you know, there's a lot of work to be done there, you know, and, uh, you know, I think Waldron has a good reputation. Um, He's somebody who's respected, the people that I know that know him. I don't personally know him, Mm -hmm. uh, but I've heard good things there. They still need to continue to add to that offensive line. They need another complimentary piece uh, to DJ Moore, who who played really well last year. Um, and I think you're going to have to have some patience. I mean, I, I, I do agree from the sense that, you know, CJ Stroud, what he did last year was so phenomenal and so outside the norm um, to just hit the ground running like that. I, I don't think that, that Caleb is as polished as some of these other quarterbacks, but the, the ceiling is what you're chasing there, and that's going to require some patience. So. Um, no, everything I've heard about Waldron's good. I like some of the pieces they have there in Chicago. There's still more work to be done, uh, but you can, you know, you can dream on on what Caleb Williams can be. And people say, "Oh, you're chasing the ceiling." I'm like, "Yeah, well, you look around the NFL right now at the high level of quarterbacks, and it's hard. Uh, it's hard to say. I, I just want a steady Eddie." You know, I, I, I want to go chase what they have. I want to have one of these cyborg quarterbacks to go uh, blow for blow with these elite guys.
0: Thoughts there from Daniel Jeremiah on the Rich Eisen show.
2: Yeah, and you're chasing what you think the ceiling can be as you develop Caleb Williams. Now, could they keep him and Justin right now? And then after a year, hand it off to Caleb and then move on from Justin? Well, if you don't pick up Justin's fifth-year option, which you would not in that scenario, he's walking out the door for nothing. Period. Mm -hmm. You're just giving him away. I don't see a scenario where that happens. I don't. Now, you're leaving yourself very, very thin if you go to camp and thinking it's going to be Caleb Williams and it's going to be Tyson Bajant. Wow, are you inexperienced in that room? Yes, you are. Now, could you go out and sign draft Caleb, trade Justin? There's a bunch of rumors. Could they give up their third, the Bears, third-round pick, and Justin to get the 20 from Pittsburgh? That was being talked about on NFL Network yesterday. There's another one where they could go, we'll give you Justin and nine to New England, we get three. So they could take Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams. Not sure that's a realistic deal because why would a New England team that's trying to reset under a new coach want to get a guy where they're going to have to pick up his fifth-year option and then extend him, and if he's not good enough, they just blew the third pick in the draft. So we'll see. The whole thing is the Bears are probably going to need to bring a veteran guy in. I'm not saying as a starter, but somebody that has some experience in that room if you move on from Justin because you cannot just go, Caleb Williams... Tyson Bajan,
0: period. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the word patience, something that Daniel Jeremiah brought out in that conversation with Rich Eisen. So the question we want to ask here, and, Shay, let's open the phone lines this morning, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Are you you willing or are you going to be patient with the Bears as far as this quarterback position or do you believe that they are a quarterback away from being in the NFC title game? See, Cap has been saying all along that he feels like the Bears are on the precipice of going to the playoffs next year. Are you going to be patient with the quarterback, you know, if it is Caleb Williams that will start next year? Or do you feel like the Bears are a quarterback away from getting to that playoffs and having a good run? Let's talk about it on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show.
2: Cap and J-Hood, I'm back. We are back, baby. We are back. we are back. We are back. Classic. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: It's the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. So glad you're with us here on this Tuesday morning. We hope that you're going to have a great day We talk to you about the Bears. And again, it's just not us. Everyone's talking about the number one pick. Now that we've turned the page on the Super Bowl, there are a lot of questions about what the Bears are going to do with that number one pick. Now, it's interesting that Daniel Jeremiah was on the Rich Eisen show talking about patience and talking about uh, this has to be something that Bears and Bears fans have to think about when you are really, you know, working with a rookie quarterback. I told you and I've been telling you, Cap, that when it comes to Caleb Williams, uh, as much as I enjoyed watching him in college, there's still growing pains with a rookie quarterback. I don't care how great you are. In college, there's always going to be growing pains. I'm not rooting for the young man to falter or go backwards if he's in a Bears uniform. I'm just saying that that's a fact, that when you go from the college to the pro game, it's not always a seamless transition for everybody. For Actually, for most quarterbacks that come from college to the pros. And when you hear the word patience, the thing that was ringing in my head is, and I can understand from the Justin Fields fan how they feel about this conversation, I'm sure the Fields fan that's driving around or listening today is saying, well, that same patience and that same grace that you're going to give to Williams, why don't you give that to Justin Fields? Because it's two sides of the coin. The one side of the coin is the Bears have seen enough, Cap. He can't read defenses. He's, he's just not good enough to be able to get to the next level. A to B quarterback, let him move on. That way you can get, some kind of, um, get something for him in a trade. That's one side. The other side is is that, well, you're just going to build around the quarterback, Caleb Williams, that wide receiver, that, that center, maybe a couple offensive linemen, just to be able to upgrade the offense around Caleb Williams, giving him a new offensive coordinator, giving him the support he needs. For the Justin Fields fan, that person's probably saying, well, if you're going to have the infrastructure for Caleb Williams, why can't you do that for Justin? Well, the, the experienced quarterback over the rookie.
2: Well, number one, I don't think Justin's that good. He's okay, he's not bad. He's fine. I aspire to more than that. And the ceiling that Caleb Williams has is what's intriguing. It's not what he'll be day one. It's what I think he can be developed into if you put the right infrastructure around him. A. B. I get him on a five-year deal. Rookie deal. I'm not willing to pick up $25 million or whatever the fifth-year option is for Justin because he hasn't earned it and I'm certainly not willing to extend him somewhere between 160 and 250. He has not earned that. Well, I gotta make that decision rather quickly. I wanna add Donnell Hunter or whoever it is that's available in trade if I'm taking on a big salary to add to my rush edge. I need another one to play opposite Montez Sweat. I gotta resign Jalen Johnson. I need a plug and play, big time center anchoring my offensive line. Lucas Patrick, thanks for coming. See you later. I need to absolutely add an A level receiver. And I want greatness at quarterback. I'm not getting that from Justin. That's why I just, it mystifies me. I've never said Justin's not a great leader. I've never said he's not a wonderful person and a great representative for the organization in our city. I've never said he's not a decent quarterback. I aspire to greatness. I want one of those, one of those assassins that plays back there, and I go, oh, God. Our guy, he could take us down the field. Justin never has done that. Why now in year four? Well, if we get a Marvin Harrison, we can get Marvin Harrison's dad to come out of retirement. We can get Peyton Manning in as the quarterback coach. We can get Saquon Barkley as a free agent and sign nine all pros away from the Niners and the Chiefs. Then he has everything he needs. Why? Why? Why can't I aspire if if my grade as the GM is that's the guy right there? And I have the number one pick. You want me to leave him on the board? I disagree.
0: Yeah, I understand. I understand that point of view. I'm just saying that I'm speaking uh, for Justin Fields fans that would say, hey, man, you know what? This guy is growing as a quarterback, and we haven't seen the best as of him yet. All you can look at if you are Ryan Poles is the quarterback rating of, of uh, not in the top 20, the EPA and the play per per game for him, not in the top 20, the success rate, not in the top 20. You can look at all the numbers and say that's an underachieving quarterback. But there will be some that will say, well, if you supply him with enough talent, that then he'll be able to pull the nose up on his career. And I'm saying that if you are the Chicago Bears, you have a choice. You have a quarterback that you evaluated, which is not your quarterback. Justin Fields is not Ryan Poles' quarterback as far as the selection. Ryan Poles didn't select Justin Fields. This was all an evaluation Mm -hmm. last year and this year. If Ryan Poles feels that he can upgrade the position with Caleb Williams, he better be right because all, you know, you're you pushing all your chips in the middle of the table and you're going to supply this rookie quarterback with the offensive coordinator that many people like. You're going to upgrade it with a better offensive line and weapons. You just better be right. That's all. I mean, you passed on the quarterback class last year to get DJ Moore and draft picks. Nothing wrong with that. But this year, as I've been telling you all along, Cap, it's hard to pass up on that quarterback class twice. Can't you? Get, I mean, to, to be in a position to get two number one selections in the draft Pretty good. I mean, mean, to be in that position. So this year, this is the position for you to find a quarterback, and that quarterback better be the guy. Now, the question that we have on the table is: is about the patience end of it. I'm more than willing to be patient.
2: I do think they're a playoff team next year. I do.
0: What is that? People, but but, but what, do you, what do you
2: base that on? I mean, I, again, defense you know, is trending in an amazingly positive direction.
0: Yeah, but they can't score 30 points. What, what I'm saying is, is that, the offensively speaking, you can upgrade the weapons. Like, we know DJ Moore is good. We know Cole Komet's good. You know that there's a couple of guys on the offensive line that will be the anchors moving forward. Mm-hmm. But again, there's more question marks than answers to the Bears. There are. There are more question marks than answers to the Chicago Bears, especially on the offense, and that is the quarterback position. That's a question
2: mark. If you were in another city and you went, we got to get better at quarterback, what are we picking? 24th. It's not going to probably happen. That's a fluke if you find someone sitting at 24 that comes in as a rookie and plays. Russell Wilson in the third round going to a ready-made team, by the way, that's a fluke. That doesn't normally happen. We've got the number one pick oh and there happens to be a great quarterback class we control the draft here I keep hearing I heard Evan say it today and I love Evan' on sportsman like yeah what if Caleb Williams says he doesn't want to go to Chicago so what's he going to do go back to school right. no he's already
0: gone pro. That's not a conversation. It's
2: it's not. It's, it's not a conversation. It's, it's
0: silly. But 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 what is a conversation is is that as much as we've seen some great tape and some great games from Caleb Williams on the college level, there's still a learning curve. That's all I'm saying. Like I don't want you to go to push all your chips in the middle of the table. Says yes, based on the majority of this Bears team, this team is going to go to the playoffs. When you don't know how the quarterback's going to be able to work in this system yet, it takes time. I I don't want you hitting the roof in November on me and saying. This kid's got to learn. This kid. We're supposed to be in the playoffs. Well, I'm just saying, I'll, if it's going to be the rookie quarterback, I'll have no other choice but to be patient. And I understand that from three to seven wins is great, but I don't expect the world next year. I do not. Ten wins? It'd be nice. That would be nice. I expect double-digit wins. I would take the under there. With a rookie quarterback that I don't know how he would work in this system.
2: If you now look, if you tell me that they don't get a center and they don't get another receiver, but that's not, I don't think that's realistic. They'll take care of the weapons, right? They'll take care of getting another weapon with their ninth pick. Mm-hmm. They'll sign a veteran center or draft somebody. They will get Jalen Johnson done. That you heard Ryan Poles. We have the sound. Jalen Johnson's going nowhere. He will be here. So Jalen Johnson will be here. You go out and get yourself, whether it's Donnell Hunter, reacquire Khalil Mack, go get uh, who's the other rush edge that's going to be available potentially in trade. There's another one. You're going to have a really, really stout defense. As long as you stay healthy, you have a chance to have a really, really good team. Ready to win a Super Bowl? No. But taking a huge step? Absolutely. And again... Caleb Williams has to look at this opportunity in this city at this time with this team. Ninety-nine percent of the time, the team picking at number one is awful, like Carolina with Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. The Bears have this gift card from the Carolina Panthers, and they've got a seven-win team. Went five and all their last five at home. They're trending in the right direction. The culture seems to be getting fixed around there, and they got seventy million in cap space. 70 million they're going to have a good solid roster why he wouldn't want to go here would be
0: beyond me you a you're set up to win but you got to win agreed jay moore if the bears decided to trade back and get some extra picks and let's say bo Nix was available somewhere down the line and they took him how would you feel about that
2: I mean, I I would I've said consistently I trust Ryan Poles in his evaluation because I see our roster getting better. I've spent time with the guy. I think he's
0: really really good at his job. But what about Jay Moore's question? How would you feel about that? Yeah,
2: I would. Again, I don't. Have, I'm not privy to sitting down with Caleb Williams for three days, so I have to how know. Would you feel about? I, I can't. It? I can't just answer it <laughs> that a way. Fan, just be a fan. <laughs> I can't. I not. I, that's not how I operate. It's not what I did for 20 years of my life. I can't just be a fan and go. I like it. I
0: don't. I believe from my eye test, Caleb Williams looks like the guy. I'll answer the question. <laughs> I would not do that. How about that? I would not do. I if you have the number one pick, you want to get the best. That's the reason why you have the number one pick. You've earned it. You know, I get. You've earned the opportunity to get that number one pick. Uh, two of them in back to back years. I would not do that. But if this is such a quarterback rich draft, and they still was able to get one of the top prospects, even though he's not the top top. I if mean, I
2: if I have the top pick, I got. I can get anybody. I'm taking the best guy on the board. Now, again, is Caleb Williams the best guy on the board? Certainly looks like that to me from this seat. But, again, I trust that when Poles spends hour after hour dining with him and hanging out with him and whiteboarding with him to go through plays and going through his medicals and talking, that can change. Absolutely that can change. But from this seat, he looks to me to be the best guy in the draft. Listen,
0: if Caleb Williams is a 10, keep in mind, I've never blanked a 10, but I've, I've done three threes and a one. Wow. So why would I want to have a three? I want, I want the 10. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, not said, that Bo Nix is a three, but I mean, compared to the rest of the people in the draft, Jay Moore, give me the 10. I'd rather blank the 10 than have three threes and a are, one. I agree. Dozens I agree. of stories. And, and, and that was a great night, by the way. Go ahead. There are
2: dozens of stories <laughs> of guys who have had a guy in the draft that were like, okay, we're going to get that guy, and he's going to be there in the third round or the fourth whatever it is, and that guy turns out to be the star of the draft. The 49ers left all the way to the bank when they drafted Joe Montana in the third round, and they said, we knew going in that draft, that was the guy we had to get. Nobody really had him high on the list. So maybe Pauls has a, an ace up his sleeve and goes, yeah, I'm trading the pick, and I'm getting that guy.
0: Maybe. Whatever is best for the Chicago Bears it's hard to be able to preach to kind of preach patience in a very impatient fan base in a very impatient city. Well, I know I can tell you what's going to happen if they take Caleb
2: Williams and he struggles early like ninety nine percent of the rookies do absolutely in a city with massive expectation and pressure, and this is one city, one team the whole deal we're going to be getting dozens of calls, told you we should have kept Justin. Stop. you gotta, you got to let him develop. Okay.
0: They have to put a support system around him, and they got to give him weapons to work with. This is one of the best support systems he's going to get, too, because, no. because of what they're going to do in the draft free agency. Usually you start from the bottom. Like, like Bryce Young. To you. Yeah, to, to the very, very bottom. You go to, like,
2: Bryce Young to Carolina.
0: Yeah. Horrible. Nothing.
2: This is a seven-win team trending up. Yeah. And you're dropping him, the ninth pick, a ton of cap space, a young roster. He has a chance to hit the ground running and why would he not want to be here jay glazer said he talked to their camp and told them chicago yep that's a
0: hundred percent where you want to be yeah you'll hear from jay glazer and we'll hear from you on the phone lines 312-332-ESPN 332-3776 is our phone number if you're on hold you will be on the air as we talk to you about the bears are you going to be patient with the bears if they do select caleb williams or do you believe that the Bears are a quarterback away from getting to the playoffs? And if you get a veteran quarterback, Mitch is out there. Cap and J-Hood, weekday morning, 7-10. Mm-hmm. to 10. Take that. Checkmate 1-6, landing suppression on target. That's why I see him in my shot. Shot or no shot with Cap and J-Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago
1: app. That's why I see him Good
0: morning and welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot. It is brought to you by... That would be ESPN Bet, baby. Now live
2: in Illinois. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets with
0: any sports book
2: bet. We say good morning to Shea W. Norley.
3: Good morning, boys. And, Hoodie, I see you laughing. I'm looking over your shoulder at what was just on the television on Get Up. I'm just going to start Shot or No Shot with it because it's one of Cap's favorite topics. This is totally impromptu, uh, organic. Cap, the, on Get Up just now, fact or fiction, we'll do Shot or No Shot. Uh-huh. D- uh, Andy Reid has surpassed Bill Belichick as the greatest coach shot, of all time. Shot, shot, Got shot, Please. Yes.
2: He's a better coach than Belichick.
0: Yes. Dan Graziano disagrees. Oh, good.
2: Get back on your Peloton, Dan. Uh, he did the Peloton for like every day for a year. Yeah. He's a good dude. But he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Belichick's a great coach. He's a Hall of Famer by every stretch of the imagination. I get it. He's also like 20 games under five hundred without Brady. A. B. I just think Andy Reid... Is a better coach. If you told me I could hire one or the other, I'm not denigrating Belichick. He's a top 10 coach by any stretch of the imagination. Number
0: one, I'll go Andy Reid. Yes, I also will go Andy Reid in that spot because Belichick is unemployed. Shot or no shot, here's Shay Norling. Shay?
3: All right. Sabin's on there. There's some others. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have talked about Patrick Mahomes' performance in the Super Bowl and how it proved the Bears cannot keep Justin Fields. I don't think that's necessarily wrong, but my biggest takeaway was a bit different. The end of the game, to me, was about Steve Spagnuolo and his willingness to dial up blitzes, be aggressive, and pressure that actually gets home. A consistent pass rush. Mm -hmm. Shot or no shot. As important as quarterback is, it's still all about the pass rush.
0: That's a no shot because I'll go back to the previous question. Is it about the quarterback? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now, is pass rush on the list? Of course. Yes, you want to get to the quarterback. Absolutely. Kansas City, the hallmark or the distinguishing characteristic, I should say, of Kansas City, to me, was the defense this year. This is no shot at Mahomes. This is the worst team Mahomes has won with as a whole. But I think that the defense has, to me, stood out more so than the offense for Kansas City because of all the drop passes. Guys that were shorthanded, like a Travis Kelsey. Don't worry. Throw it to Kelsey. He'll catch it. Nope. Dishpan hands. That doesn't get it done, Cap. You've got to be able to catch the football. It wasn't like you know, bad passes like a Fields to the left, to the right. Catch it by your shoestrings. No, they're on the numbers. People are just dropping it. Valdez Scantling. I mean, you're dealing with a guy in the Super Bowl, which we didn't talk about yesterday. It's a Super Bowl, brother. Why are you running backwards? Why are you running backwards? Now it's second and 17 on the first down play. You remember this, right? I do. Why are you running backwards? This is the crap that Mahomes had to deal with. He's my guy. I love, I love Scanlon. I'm good. Yeah, because he had to put on a good face. Just like, you know what? Just next play. Next play. And so, no, no, I, it's about the quarterback. That's a shot. look. You don't win without
2: both things being true, but they have the hitman at quarterback. He's the best who ever did it probably, or two at this point. Brady, him, him, Brady, whatever. They're both amazing. But you also aren't winning without that defense. That defense is incredible. Steve Spagnuolo may not have been a very good head coach. He's an outstanding defensive coordinator, and the personnel fits his style of defense. Not going to keep it all together. Is Chris Jones playing for the Bears next year? I don't know. He's going to probably be somewhere else. I don't know how they're going to keep him, but maybe they can. So we'll see, but yeah, that is how I would answer that question.
3: I just I think back to that 3rd and 6 play on the final drive for San Francisco and If Steve Spagnuolo doesn't have the cojones, I mean, he's dragging the ground when he walks, to (laughs) send McDuffie on a blitz and know we are going to heat up Brock Purdy and he's going to mess up this throw, they lose the game. And it it doesn't matter how great Patrick Mahomes was, if you don't have the pass rush that can get there and disrupt Brock Purdy, you're going to lose the game. Because if you give Brock Brock Purdy a clean pocket with those weapons, he's getting a first down on third and six.
2: Okay, so even if they score a touchdown...
3: The Chiefs wouldn't a, they could have run the clock out It was inside two minutes Kansas City had two timeouts It was They could have run the clock out, kicked a field goal Zeroes, game over
2: Wasn't the play that he
3: blitzed in overtime? No, third and six The play that he blitzed At the two minute warning in the fourth quarter No, I was talking, didn't he blitz as well In overtime? Yeah, but I'm talking fourth quarter, final drive, San Francisco And he blitzed McDuffie And they had to get off the field Because San Francisco could have ended the game with a short field goal got it. I was talking about the overtime blitz as well. They're, they're, I mean, all no, of them.
0: No it's, no, it's just Kansas City's defense, to me, that stands out more than anything else. And did you That's see, the MVP, that defense. So,
2: my buddy Guff and I, he said to me, let's bet Trent McDuffie to be MVP. So we did, mm-hmm. at astronomical number. Kurt Warner came out yesterday and said, to be honest with you, I would have voted Trent McDuffie the MVP of the game. He said, I get the last drive. And Mahomes took you down and won it, all that. I get it. That's fine. He said, other than that, I would have gone Trent McDuffie. How about that? He was amazing. Amazing in that game. Shay. Remember the play where he batted the ball way in the back of the end zone when Debo Samuel was open?
3: Mm-hmm. It was an incredible play. Shay. All right, a lot of the focus on the offseason and free agency, which is now officially right around the corner, in terms of wide receiver, we've talked a lot about T. Higgins. Cap, have you reached out to his mother yet? Yeah, we're having lunch tomorrow. Oh, let's go. That's wonderful. Recruit him. Uh, but T. Higgins, according to a lot of people, isn't especially likely to even hit the open market. There is another Bengals receiver that as of this morning, there are reports he will test the market. Tyler Boyd has yeah. been productive as the third option in a great receiving core in Cincinnati. Bears obviously likely to use the number nine pick on another skill player. Could be Roma Dunze, your wide receiver too. Tyler Boyd at PFF projected to get two years, $18 million. That's not bad for a third wide receiver. Shot or no shot, Tyler Boyd should be a target for the Bears when free agency begins in March.
2: Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm not paying that kind of money for him. I'm not. Pass. Thank you. Thanks for coming. He's okay. Bill Belichick has joined us. Um, I think he had two two touchdowns this year. (laughs) He's okay. He's, He's a solid football player. Yeah, I'm not paying him $9 million a year. Thank you. Pass.
0: So you're just going to go young in that spot and then Mercedes Mar- Lewis rolling back out there again? I mean, he's not in there to <laughs> catch passes. I'm going to get
4: <laughs> why not you Malik can do that.
2: Neighbors or yeah. Roma Dunze or Marvin Harrison. I'm hoping to come up away with one of those three to go with DJ Moore, and then I'll figure out the third spot. I'm yeah, not it's paying. Tyler Boyd. No, nine I'm, million a year. I'm not spending that kind of money. I would rather upgrade my offensive line, and upgrade my defensive line and put the money there.
0: That's a shot. I would. Uh, I could still be able to do both. I could do both things. So, yeah, I, anything to be able to help this young quarterback, apparently, that the Bears are going to get in Caleb Williams. Whatever it takes. It's going to take veterans to be able to surround this rookie, Cap. I mean, it's one thing to draft a wide receiver, say, at nine, but you also want to be able to get a vet- veteran presence. I think that that is... Is paramount for this iteration of the Bears. If you're going with a rookie quarterback, you have to surround him with experienced talent. So I, I got no problem with that. I got the money. This is, this is why I tanked. Now I got the money, and I got draft capital. I'm good. Shay. All
3: right, still a lot of people talking about Tony Romo's performance as a color commentator in the Super Bowl. A uh, lot of criticism for some of the stuff he did. Here he is, randomly singing Adele. Well, we're halfway
0: through the
1: second quarter. All we have on the board is a field goal. Take
0: it to the commercial there, Mr. Ramon. Hi, dandy in snow country. <laughs>
3: okay. And, <laughs> what the hell? Tony was in snow country, apparently. At I Andy in and al- snow country. <laughs> Leave that alone. Uh, here he is... T- Wow.
0: Heights, Andy, and Stone Country. he
3: hanging out with Courtney Cronin. Uh, here <laughs> oh. he is stomping all over the game-winning touchdown. They moved to the second quarter. That's right, because I can only feel people out there being
1: like, what's going on? <laughs> First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special.
4: This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's got a fake emotion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career. He's been waiting for his won Super Bowls, but he's never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard when Michael Jordan wins
1: it again.
3: I mean, Hoodie, you, you do play-by-play. Play. Has this guy ever heard of letting a moment breathe? Shot or no shot here, CBS should try to replace Tony Romo with Greg Olson. No shot. Uh, what's,
0: wrong, uh, what's wrong with Greg Olson?
2: Greg Olson's great. Mm-hmm. Tony Romo's not going anywhere because they paid him $180 million. I Look, does he have things he can get better at? Yes. This ridiculousness of piling on everything Tony Romo does... That's just stupid. I thought Tony Romo actually had a really good day. Would, would I like him to let the last moment breathe a little bit longer? Yeah, probably. They'll yeah. work with him on that. But this Tony Romo sucks. Tony Romo. It's just stupid. In my opinion.
0: Someone's opinion of Tony Romo is stupid, you say. Is that what you just said? In my
2: opinion, mm-hmm. that this everything he does, he's horrible. He's... Uh, He wasn't horrible he actually did a pretty solid job did he have things everybody you've done a billion games you get done with the game you're like god i wish i would have done that i wish i wouldn't have said that That happens every
0: game yeah i just think for the amount of money that they're paying tony romo there's still some polish that needs to be had in his delivery there still needs to be polished here's the thing what cbs did is they cut his balls off and that's the problem when he first came on the scene, he was calling every play before it happened. Steve Stone could do that now as a color analyst for the White Sox if he wanted to, because he knows where the pitches are going. He, you know, especially even before PitchCom Cap, you know, you put a sign down. Stone knew where the ball was going. Correct. He could call every. And so, if you remember, Romo was calling the plays out or the tendencies before it happened. CBS told him to stop doing it, and so now if I can't call those plays or the tendencies, then where's the color? And so that's where I think he's caught up in between as an analyst. Now, again, it's over the top. You know, in that scenario, I might have to stop sign up because let the moment breathe. It's television. You don't have to go over the top and then go with your analysis. I know one person that would put the stop sign up. That would have been Kevin Harlan because I've seen him do it. He calls the play and then let it breathe. One, two, three, four, five. Now, go ahead because it's television. And Romo kind of just he kind of just trampled in on on uh, Jim Nance. I know it's an unconventional booth, but I just think that Tony still needs some polish as a color analyst. There's no question about it. There's no doubt that he needs polish. But this
2: every single thing he does, he's singing Adele. Who gives a flying rip? I do. I don't like it. It's my. It's just you. you, and, And you're entitled. That you you. criticize
3: every single thing he does. Because I don't like him. Just as much as it's your, you are valid to have the opinion that he's good. It's valid for me to have it that he's not. Like fourth quarter, two-minute drive, Patrick Mahomes with the football going down to win or tie the game. It's intense. I'm on the edge of my seat. You know what I don't need? Romo babbling on nonsense and doing pre-play Telestrator. Let the moment speak for itself. Hoodie, you brought up a great point. Watching, I kept feeling like he was doing a radio call. I don't need you talking over everything. I can see what's happening. I like pre-play Telestrator. I like that.
0: Yeah, I just think that brevity. In, in some moments, though, you just got to be able to wait. You know what that you know what what Shay's talking about though is letting the moment breathe because it's end, on television. Yeah, another you know five or six or seven seconds, yep.
2: then give your analysis. No problem. And I said I said there are things he's got to get better at. He didn't go to broadcasting school, but I I find him entertaining. I enjoyed his call. I asked the guys in the room, "What would you think?" They all said, "Yeah, he did a nice job today." I thought down the end when the clock's ticking down, I got people in the room with me going, take a time out. You're going to run. He said, hey, everybody relax.
3: This is like the first quarter. When it runs out, we just keep going. Are the people who liked Tony Rowan in the room with you right now, Kaplan?
0: 312-332-ESPN-332-3776, house phone number. No, no, Shay. I don't walk in those circles. I was not invited. Damn. Right. He was invited. He had a UIC <laughs> no, basketball game. No, I was not invited. That's fine, though. I was. But see, if I'm in the at the party, I told you what I would have done. Headphones in, Harlan.
2: <laughs> I invited him. I said, "You want to? Oh, you got a game? Huh?" He said, "Yep, I yeah. got a game." Uh huh. And he said, I like to listen to the radio. Call. That's exactly. Oh my
0: god. Yeah, Harlan and, and, and Warner. Fantastic job. That's what I want touchdown <laughs> that's what i want it's a touchdown it's a touchdown that's what i want that's it. Uh, around the nfl the way too early tears edition oh man who's going to win the super bowl next year find out next on cap and jay hood
1: follow chicago's home for sports on twitch at espn
2: 1000 chicago cap and jay hood are back on chicago's home for sports ESPN Chicago. Nick bull sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers.
1: The guy
0: is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really
4: thickly built guy.
1: I mean, what's
4: answer are you looking for on these things here? Oh, uh, man.
0: Now time for Around the NFL here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Albert Breer uh, with us at 835 right here on Captain J. Hood. But first, Around the NFL. Here's Tony Romo. Here's Shane Norling. Shane.
3: Hoodie, I got eight tears. I can't wait to go
2: through it. (laughs) This would be the guy who would have hated John Madden.
0: (laughs) Here we go, Jim. (laughs) All right, I got eight tears. Would you have hated John Madden? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, God, with him going, <laughs> boom.
2: Uh, he's circling the turkey, and he's got, look at this. He's doing telestrating at
3: the concession. <laughs> yeah, station. but he felt authentically fun. Romo always feels like he's forcing it a little bit. <laughs> is there is there a lack of towel in this building, Jim?
2: Check how does Tony Romo order his coffee.
3: <laughs> All right, I have eight <laughs> tears. Wow. I have sorted all 32 teams into way too early tiers for the 2024 NFL season. A lot of booger sugar, Jim. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we start at the bottom, buddy, yep. with the let me get it, there the there deepest there. layer of hell. May God have mercy on you, tier. This team, I don't know how they get better for like the next 5 years Man. they are horrible it is the mercy <laughs> the deepest mercy. layer of hell may god have mercy on you tier okay, it's the it. carolina panthers. panthers that's it i don't know what they do all you right got miles sanders money you got a terrible quarterback you're blowing head coaches out after 6 games i, I don't know what to do uh, the long and painful rebuild tier
0: long and painful rebuild
3: okay new england tennessee i still think denver is there and washington
2: yeah, I I would agree. Now, if Denver gets the quarterback right, they could
3: turn it around quick. I just don't know what their path is. They're going to sign Kirk Cousins, is that really enough? Does that actually derail what you do down the road? Are they drafting one? They're deeper in the draft. If they maybe if they get like a McCarthy Knicks Penix type or they trade down to do that? But it feels like a, you're pulling the lever on a slot machine with that team.
0: This feels so much. It feels like Spurrier to the Redskins. That's what, that's what it's starting to be. And, I'm not hey, that coach knows how to coach. Sean Payton knows how to coach. Yes. But he's got to have the right quarterback. He's got to realize, hey, man, there's no more Drew Brees out there. If he
2: had been available, if he sat out
0: another year,
2: he would have been out of contract. You would not have had to give up anything for him. If he had done one more year of TV, did the Bears blood Eberflus to hire him uh, with the number one pick? Well, how about this? Would with they that, still have had to trade for him? Yeah, does I he, don't think so. I I
0: think didn't he didn't have, have, have the been, rights.
2: I think he would have been a free agent. I'll look it up. Okay,
0: you want it? You asked me the question. You mm-hmm. know what the answer is? It's a no shot. If George has anything to do with it, why? Because he wouldn't pay the money. Strong personality. So what? No, 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 it's fair. no. Strong personality. What have we talked about? They haven't done it since Ditka. Right? Right. Imagine. Now, he rules the roost in Denver. I've told you. I've got plenty of intel and people that work with the Broncos organization. He runs that thing. He's the boss. He blew out a Hall of Famer and Russell Wilson. Imagine him at House Hall. Good morning, Sean. F off. Okay. See you later. (laughs) Could you imagine? Roller skating around. (laughs) He's got a scooter going through huh. the halls. Huh. That, that would not work. Too strong a personality. Do you think John Fox was strong? All right, Shay. Yeah, he was locked up through 2024. So you still
2: would have had to give up significant compensation to get him out of the last year of the deal. So no shot. Probably not.
3: Uh, yeah, the long and painful tier, New England, Tennessee, Denver, Washington. Okay. Uh, sort of right direction. I still think they're a year away tier. Year away still year tier. away. Arizona, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the New York football Giants.
0: <sighs> Arizona, a year away. You're optimistic.
3: Yeah, I think this year they're going to move a little bit forward. I liked what Gannon did, especially early in games. They came out fighting, man. I think that coach is a good motivator. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I think they're a little bit like what the Bears were this year, where they'll take a bit of a step, mm-hmm. but not enough to be serious.
0: So, Shay, what I would like to know—I'm not asking you now because I know you don't have that on your screen. I'm just wondering what the win total could be for the Chargers' first year with uh, Harbaugh, because there was five wins last year or this past season. Is I that wonder. All they won five and twelve. So, I'm wondering what the win total would be.
3: I don't even, the win totals aren't even out yet. They won't come out until free agency and you have an idea of what the roster would actually look like. Yeah. I would think it would be in the eight, eight and a half territory. And it's a year away from
0: being a year away from that standpoint, right? Probably non playoff and then the big leap.
3: Yeah, I think this year's going to be non playoff, but they'll be better. And then the year after, I mean, it's Jim Harbaugh. He turns things around fast. They could contend for a Super Bowl. Well, they got to clean up a lot yeah. of cap issues. The, the problem with them is their cap sheet is horrific. Uh, All right, the the stuck-in-the-middle-with-you tier.
0: Stuck-in-the-middle-with-you.
3: I can't move these teams down, and I can't really find a reason to move them out. Minnesota, Vegas, New Orleans, Seattle, and Jacksonville.
2: New Orleans, Jacksonville. I think Minnesota... Okay, I think Jacksonville could take a step. I do. They need a little bit better health. they got to get a, another receiver in there. Probably A is lot their, of
3: drop passes. Their division now is surprisingly good. It's the same thing with Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota is getting meaningfully better, and the Lions and Packers are both good. And the Bears are trending up. Now, the,
2: if the Vikings had had a decent run at quarterback, they're a playoff team in 2023. If Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt, that team's going to the playoffs.
0: How much does the, the Pierce hiring and that feeling wear off or does it wear off through 17 games I don't know I mean as interim you mean Pierce is just like the players right he can relate to the players he's still young enough I just want to know what that looks like especially at the quarterback position for them and then from there you mentioned the Saints it's, I, Shay, you, it's, it sounds like you're saying like you don't know what to do with them even in this
3: bad NFC South yeah I'm with him on that they just owe Derek Carr so much money and it's not that Derek Carr's terrible he's just not good enough to eat the percent of a salary cap that he does. All right, next tier. This is teams that made the playoffs that I think it's going to be very difficult going forward, in large part because of their cap sheet.
0: Well, wait a minute. That's a lot to write. So (laughs) what?
3: Playoff regressors. Playoff regressors. All right, writing it down. The San Francisco 49ers, the Cleveland Browns, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, And because they have a lame duck coach, and I don't know what the hell they're going to do with their quarterback, the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Playoff regression. What do you think? You you talked about your Cowboys
3: there, Skip. That NFC East, too. No team has won it in consecutive seasons since, like, 2000.
0: Dallas regression? With some regression?
3: I, mean, I don't think so. I think Dallas
2: takes a step. I'm not telling you to win the Super Bowl, but I'm telling you they're going to be back in the playoffs. Yes.
3: They've been taking a step every year for 35 years. <laughs> I mean, <this> is...
0: <laughs> Do you have an early ticket on Dallas? I haven't yet? bet him yet. Okay. Uh, yet. I mean, let's say playoff regression. Okay. Lame duck year for McCarthy. God almighty. And Dak, I would say also. I like Dak. just But there's a ceiling there, Cap. That's all. It's a good team. It's a good team. A good roster. They'll get Diggs back from his
2: ACL. Who's that? Trayvon Diggs. Uh huh. They'll get him back. Micah Parsons. They got a good team, man.
0: How about how about Shay's choice of the Ravens though?
3: How about that? Cap sheet's brutal. You're pay, now you now the Lamar thing hits, you're paying him a ton. Hmm. I don't know if they can bring back that entire defense. I don't know if they can add the weapons that they need. Is Zay Flowers going to be enough going forward? Is he going to get his head right after that title game? Like That that felt like a now or never moment for me. And it, Lamar showing up like that in that spot? I don't know.
2: I don't know. Team top five all time.
3: I told you, if they got it done, they didn't. They failed. Oh my God. If what? they got it done, all the advanced analytics would have supported that take. No shot. They literally would have. But okay. Shay, I'm um,
0: going to, to move Cleveland to stuck-in-the-middle. I don't know what to expect there. That's I don't, fair. I don't know what to expect there. Playoff regression, stuck in the middle, I think is the same category for Cleveland. I just don't know how to read that. All right. But he makes a big swing on San Francisco, too, says there's playoff regression.
3: Same that. thing. Cap sheet. Brutal. They're going to have a lot of decisions they got to make.
0: And Tampa also playoff progression. All right. Next uh, tier.
3: Uh, frisky with a quarterback. Frisky. The, these four teams, if they can get the quarterback right, watch out. Okay. Chicago, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh.
0: Okay. Well, we got uh, Kayla Williams and uh, and Justin Fields in the same category here, possibly. As a Steeler. Right. <laughs> he goes to the Steelers <laughs> and we have Kayla. <laughs> or Atlanta. Or Atlanta for Justin. That's also a possibility. And then Richardson. I'd like to see him for 17 games, see what that looks like. What does that look like? We saw a little glimpse Just a little bit of him running with the football. Really good. I want to take a look. I want to see if that's the next C.J. Stroud, a healthy Richardson in Indianapolis. See what that looks like. I'm I'm very curious because I didn't think much of him in college at all. Great athlete, but I didn't think much at all as a quarterback. Absolutely not. And he looked good. Glimpse. But just a, a glimpse. But let me see. Frisky at quarterback. All right. Next category.
3: All right. Two tiers left. This one's the most crowded. Conference title contenders. All of these teams should enter the season believing they can win their conference. Okay. Detroit, Detroit. Green Bay, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Miami, the Los Angeles Rams, Cincinnati, Houston, and the New York football Jets. Oh,
0: oh, oh, the, the Jets. Jets. How about that? uh uh-huh. Yeah, I would not have them in that tier. Why not? Tune in. Because I don't think they're good enough.
3: Aaron Rodgers healthy.
0: That could be different when Aaron Rodgers healthy now, pal.
1: When you're a Jet, you're a Jet.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. I, I,
0: That's good stuff there.
3: I think people are going to have a problem with Philly being in there. My take on it is this. If I they, would agree that I, would all, I also have a problem with Philly being in there. If they aren't in position to win the NFC, I think their head coach gets fired. They have to figure this out.
2: I and, read something yesterday. They said there are people in the organization regretting the Jalen Hurts contract.
0: Yeah, I bet. I I go with Miami and Philly in playoff regression.
3: Fair. I I, I won't fight it. And last one? Uh, The last tier is the Kansas City tier. Okay. Guess who's in that tier? (laughs) Kansas City and the Bears. I (laughs) I heard Evan Cullen this morning say Chris Canty's power rankings next season should be two through six, and we'll just reserve one for Kansas City no matter what they do. (laughs) And it's ridiculous. That's fun. That's fun.
0: Anything with the playoff regression as far as uh, Detroit or Green Bay or conference title? What do you think? Detroit
3: would have been in playoff regression if not for the fact they kept both of their coordinators. Mm -hmm. I think the only thing they do is get better. Green Bay, I'm a little more questioning on because the defense is still a problem, but they did fire Joe Barry.
0: And by the way, we're calling it now in February. Shea is is looking very optimistic about the Rams. Let's keep our eyes on them. What they do in the draft and free agency? Because I thought because of them, I thought they'd be dead, flatlining. Look at them. They're right back in there with McVeigh. Interesting. I love the tier list. I love them. Albert Breer,
4: question mark, is coming up next on Cap and J-Hood. I think so. Yeah.